Welcome to Ask Art, a podcast brought to you by me, Senator Art Haywood, where we will cover politics, policy, social justice issues, and everything in between. Today, we have our special guest who appeared somewhat with us in a prior week, but we had a number of technical difficulties and wanted to bring back Krista Barfield from Farmers On. This is a tremendous program that brings fresh food, fresh vegetables to our neighborhoods, as well as provides work opportunities. I'm gonna now turn it over to her so that she can share more about her work and more generally, a theme of urban agriculture, which is a theme that I think is so important that we put it into the food, the farm bill, the farm bill for Pennsylvania, so that urban agriculture programs can get grants and other support to increase farming. Krista, thanks so much for joining. Please share with those who, what you're up to, but if you'd be willing, also to share how you got into this in the first place. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Senator Haywood, for having me back. Um, you know, urban agriculture has become such a, a major part of my life, and, and me being a Philadelphian, I am from here, I'm also from Northwest Philadelphia, Germantown, and uh, yes, <laughs> and I've spent uh, the time. A lot of my life has just been spent right here in this city, and you know, working in a career of healthcare. And very, about four years ago, I decided to resign from that career. And without actually knowing what my next steps were going to be, uh, I stepped out and took a leap and, and went on a vacation by myself, a solo uh, all the way to Martinique. And on that vacation, I experienced what a true lifestyle of agriculture is all about. And I got to see people integrate agriculture into, into their daily uh, activities. So I had a uh, opportunity to have this beautiful cup of tea that was made from herbs directly picked from a, a backyard. And I, you know, I felt that it was, this was true health. Like this is real wellness right here in this mug. And from that, I wanted to, I went to another part of the country and got a chance to meet black farmers just by chance. All of these things were not planned. They just happened to come to me. And from those two experiences, I knew that I needed to come home because I figured that farming could use, well, honestly, it was more about me at that moment. I was like, okay, I wanna see what it looks like in Philadelphia to be a farmer. Who are the farmers? You know, what is drink, what is the tea culture like in our city uh, and in our nation? So I did a lot of research when I returned home and only to find that there weren't, there wasn't enough of a presence of, of, of black people uh, doing the, the work and getting credibility for it, getting credit for what, for our impact that we have made to farming in this nation. And especially as you start to move further away from cities, um, we start to lose the essence of farming and, and how important it is to everything that we do on a regular basis. And um, you know, my I seek to inform and educate and make people aware that farming impacts everything that you do. You know, no, no matter what you're eating, it's not just about what you're eating and what you're drinking, but it's also the clothes that you're wearing. It's also, you know, the, the glasses on your face. It's, it's, it's everything, you know, the houses we live in, uh, the shoes we wear, our cell phones, like agriculture has had a part 
in every industry. Uh, and I want to bring it back to the forefront. And not only just for people that have to have an appreciation for where um, all of what we do comes from, but also so that we can remember the, our communities can remember and Black people can remember from whence we come, how far we've come. Um, farming tells a, a beautiful story and it also, it tells a, a beautiful story of perseverance and us being able to rise from the ashes. And I want us to reclaim farming as an industry in, uh, in the states, but close, especially in urban agriculture. Um, Black people need to see a resurgence of themselves in these spaces uh, as a matter of healing for our community, but also as a matter of profitability and sustainability, um, sustaining oneself as well as the earth. And I seek to teach people how to do that. So that's tremendous. And I think we I hear your vision. So I've got some questions in about how you're bringing your vision into reality. What happens, what's Farmer John and how does Farmer John make your vision into day-to-day -day living? So it's Farmer John. Sorry <laughs> John, about that. No, it's fine. John is a Philly word. It is, yes. Yes, we know it means everything and anything. And um, and that's literally why I called the company that is, is to empower people to know that anyone can farm. And if you yourself don't want to farm, you know, any, you can at least know who your farmer is and know that if you're a black or brown person, that they also look like you. And uh, so that's where the, the name of the of the if it came from. And what we're currently doing is, is so much, you know, it's it's all geared and based in reintroducing farming into the lifestyles of urban people. And it's not a just about it's not just about teaching people how to grow, um, but also just giving them the, the connection to see where their food is growing as well. Most of our, our food that we currently get from our grocery stores comes about 1500 miles away. And so we need to do a better job of getting food closer to the city because not only is that important just for from a carbon footprint standpoint, but it's important for our health, health disparities in communities of black and brown people, the marginalized, um, our health disparities are a lot higher. And being as though my, my career was in healthcare for, and I spent a life doing that thus far, um, this is really a reincarnation of my healthcare career where I get to uh, you know, create growing spaces all throughout the city. So our first farm is located in Roxborough, which we still have the land uh, for, it's about 3000 square feet. And that's why I originally started growing in 2019. I've then transitioned and have gotten a space that has a large greenhouse and also has a lot of land that we're going to be start growing on this coming season. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And the projects that we have going on within the city uh, is one I call redefining the corner store. And that project is meant to be right in the community for the people and to help create agricultural jobs, to help teach people how to farm, but also to be able to make a living from it and to connect the words food and farming again, because that's something that we've definitely lost over time. So let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the larger farm that I visited in terms of what you're trying to do in Elkins Park. Could you share what is happening there now and what you see the future of that area becoming. Certainly. So I am a CSA farmer. CSA means a community supported agriculture. And that is how I've built the business plan, <clears throat> excuse me, around our farming enterprise. And 
that's the support of the community, literally. The community, whoever my members are for that season, they entrust us with their dollars to help us build the farm, to buy seed, to uh, pay our staff, all of that, those things in order for us to have a running and operating farm. Being as though this space that we're currently in was not previously ran as a, a full-fledged farm, there's a lot of transition that we're currently in. There's a beautiful glass greenhouse that is on this property um, that we have renovated, repaired all the glass panes, and, and it's in the process of um, getting it heated. And um, we've created some heating mechanisms inside the greenhouse so that mm. we can start seeding. And yeah, we're getting into the, the season of, of, you know, spring is right around the corner. And it comes spring, we plan to take all the transplants from the greenhouse, the plants that we've started that started to sprout, um, take those little baby plants and put them right into the soil uh, of the property that you were at. So we are going to start with just one acre of getting all of that cultivated and then move on in uh, phases to the next parts. So I got it it's from greenhouse to the fields, yes. one acre field. Now for an individual such as me, who might be interested in becoming a farmer, how can an individual participate in the farming uh, program that you have? How does, yeah. how does an individual get involved? Yeah, so we are a, as well as uh, us having our CSA, we also have a nonprofit as well. Uh, and this program is, is deep seated in education. It is a full fledged urban agriculture educational platform um, that we're in the process of building up. And so it, it pretty much shows itself in, in three different phases. The one is the, the regular volunteer opportunities that we'll have once or twice a month. And that's for anyone to sign up to come uh, to do tasks that we have on the farm. The next one is more of a, a contributor internship, more focused on people that have uh, the ability to dedicate continued hours mm. to it, whether it be, you know, every Wednesday for a few hours and every Saturday, <clears throat> somebody that is able to commit to something on the regular because they do want to learn as well as give their time. Um, so that means that they're literally helping us, you know, build the farm for that season, that 12 to 14 weeks. They're with us consistently. They have tasks and and um, are learning along the way. And the beautiful thing about that is we get to learn that person and learn what it is that they do for a living. You know, what is it that you're passionate about and help them to integrate farming into their lifestyle and into, into their work um, and see what their goals are with it. And, and that's something I'm really, really happy and proud that we get to do for folks. And, and then lastly, we're, we're building an urban agriculture school uh, and that program, fingers crossed and with, with all the funding that we'll need, we'll be able to launch that in 2023. And the goal of that program is to take intern, live in interns, create a farmer and residence program mm -hmm. where people get to file an application with us and we get to learn about them and choose a person who wants to come and be completely immersed in urban agriculture and learning how to run a farm themselves. They're with us every single day uh, for a 12 to 14 week season. And they get to go home, for, take everything that they learn from us and continue a work and build an urban agriculture program in their own area where they're from. And, and those are the three ways that our educational platform, which is called Farmer Joan and Friends Foundation, that is how we're gonna show up for people that wanna learn. That's, that's fantastic. Now say uh, I got a little area in my yard 
where I would like to farm, and let's say I have been unsuccessful in the past, what would you, is there any advice or training that I could get from what you're offering so I could do a better job on my own little, not farm, but garden? Yes. Uh, so the wonderful thing about that, we are, we want people to learn how to grow their own food. We are designing and launching a, a storefront that's called Farmer John Greenery. Uh, yes, yeah, so we're, we're designing and launching Farmer John Greenery, and that is meant to be an urban agriculture garden center that is right on Germantown Avenue, and we have about 2,000 square feet of space, space and a number of garages that will be filled with all the tools and uh, things you need to, to have a successful garden right at your own home or your own business. And we'll also offer consulting services for those that need more of a hands-on approach where we grow with you, not for you. <laughs> But we will teach you. So because you need to have those skills yourself, because uh, once we step away from it, you need to know what you're doing. And so we, we help uh, to, to not only just help you set your garden in motion, but also make sure you have the skills necessary to take care of it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, where is this location on Germantown Avenue? Yes, it's at 6730 Germantown Avenue. And it is direct, if you're familiar with Germantown Avenue, for those watching, it's diagonal from the post office. Um, and the cross street is Pelham. So what else do you have going on at that location? So for the last year, it's been a tea and plant boutique. I own a company called Viva Leaf Tea Company. And so we've been retailing our, our tea and honey from this space, as well as a number of different house plants. Um, and so we are essentially just revamping it. That will still be within that space in the indoor, um, but the outdoor space that has served as an out, uh, event space uh, during this time will become a, a space for people to be able to come and get everything they need from tools, soil, seeds, all the likes uh, to be able to grow their garden. And then we'll also have people on site to be able to give them uh, amazing advice. So that is opening Earth Day. That's the, the week of um, April 22nd. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. And we're gonna really gear up to give a lot of information and do a lot of marketing so we can get a, a ton of people out to help us celebrate. That's tremendous. Now there's a lot happening on that block. I walked uh, from my office past that block down to uh, maybe almost, yeah, pretty much down to Upsell. But mm -hmm. that block you're in is, is vibrant. When did you decide to make that your location? Um, so I've been in that location since last September. So I've been there for, for quite a bit. And um, yeah, just really looking forward to kicking it up a notch to, to really you know do a big push for urban agriculture in Philadelphia. Thanks. Now you also mentioned about another Germantown program earlier. I don't think I really fully comprehended that. Could you tell us more about this, the other Germantown project that I think you might've mentioned to me before was near Tag Lumber or something? Yeah, sure. So redefining the corner store is, uh, it's essentially just what it what it says. I, I did a walk through Germantown a little over a year ago now with a good friend of mine. And we walked to different corner stores in our in our area to see if, to ask, you know, ask for the owners and see if they would, be willing to sell fresh produce for, that was grown locally. And, you know, many of them said no. And we understood it. I understood it because it's, it's their bottom line. They don't think they'll be able to sell it. Mm -hmm. When people think about coming to the corner store, they're not there to look for vegetables and fresh fruits. 
Um, so those things have uh, will hit their bottom line pretty hard if they were to invest in it. So I think what I understood by that and understanding people and, and understanding the health of people, especially black and brown and, and marginalized communities is that we need convenient food options that are healthy. And um, one of my favorite things to eat are beets. And that is a new love that I found after, especially after growing them, I really love beets now. Um, and I wanna share that with other people. So, because many people in our communities have not, don't even comprehend, you know, what a beet is, is it, and if it's tasty. And I wanna teach people, yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> and a beet is, the, that's actually the vegetable in my logo. Um, it's my, one of my favorite things to grow. And I wanna share that with my people and give, give us an understanding that it not only is it tasty, but it's also, is really good for us. It's really good for, for our blood and for, you know, the best type of sugar and sweetness because it's better than actual white sugar. So there's, there's just so much I want to do when it comes to health and nutrition. And that directly correlates to the food that we're putting in our bodies and the processed and canned foods that are readily available to us is literally what's killing us. Um, and so not only is it my job to make sure that the options are present, we also have to teach people that food that food is tasty and that they can get it from a source and also from a person that looks like them. Yeah, what uh, you are what you eat was what was said to us when we were young, but then I still go with the potato chips. Let me ask <laughs> you more about re the redefining. So you did the survey, found out what the stores could do or couldn't do, so after the survey uh, and getting a sense of what they could do, how are you figuring out how to get some fresh fruits and vegetables to these stores that were, let's say they were initially reluctant? Yeah, so I'm not. <laughs> the Redefining the Corner Store is a completely new project that I'm creating using lots right in our community uh, and partnering with community members that have access to land. And we're building a, a farm and a retail space for healthy food. Um, our first one is going to be right at on Cosgrove Avenue off of Bellfield, very, right around the corner from Chu and Shelton and um to excuse me to in washington lane and that space will look like a nano farm where you'll actually see food growing in the ground that gives people people the optics of understanding and connecting food and farming and in that very space there will be a, a, a place where food is being sold as well soups salads sandwiches dried vegetables dried fruits you know, all these healthy options that are also delicious. And I'm working with one of the best chefs in the city to bring that menu to life. Not only will it provide you know, healthy options for our community and everyone will feel welcome to be in the, this beautiful space that I'm creating, it'll also provide jobs and it'll also provide on the job skill sets that can be passed down to other people as our generations come. Now, that's tremendous. I see you going all the way from farming to nutritious meals and helping people see that there's a good meal and nutrition. So the CSA that you mentioned, what is that about? Yeah, so the CSA, it's a share. Literally, it's a share opportunity. So people invest into farms. You have members, I call my members family, and they invest into our farm and they receive eight to 10 items weekly, tea, honey, and also a product from a local business. So we sew back into other local businesses as well. Um, and this year we're starting it in June. 
so that we have time to, to get the land together at Elkins Estate. Typically we start in March, but we're gonna lose one season this year so that we can make sure everything at Elkins Estate, the land is ready and um, we can get growing and have really healthy and nutrient dense vegetables because that's what is really important here. And, you know, you know, with the season that is doing their, you know, working a very, working very hard to put food in their family's table to come out with a lump sum at one time could be very difficult. So mm -hmm. we, we have the option of a person paying $400 for the whole season at once. Um, or we also have the option of, you know, our, our members paying $100 at one time and then paying weekly to receive their, their vegetables. Um, and we've been doing that for the last three seasons. This will be my fourth one. So I'm really looking forward to, to meeting some new community members and welcoming some of our old family back. Um, we have a high retention rate. So it, it's really nice to see people that have been with us from the beginning since the very first CSA share. Yeah, this is so important. There are some parts of the Northwest that have been historically described as food deserts. And by food deserts, I think that primarily meant that uh, it was folks were relying on fast food and corner stores and wasn't the, the variety of food that actually you're introducing into neighborhoods. And it's interesting that this is a different approach than what we had in the past, which was to bring big grocery stores in and the big grocery stores would then have some produce. You're doing it at a much smaller scale and therefore you don't have to have 400, uh, you don't have to have 40,000 square feet of space to bring fresh food into a neighborhood. That is, uh, I think, very targeted, makes a lot of sense to me in terms of the many areas to expand. Did have a question about other gardens. I know there are some community gardens in the Northwest. Do you connect with them or how are you trying to look at a, future network of these various farms or gardens actually? So there are, there's networks that, there are a lot of community gardens that exist all throughout the city. They continue to pop up. Um, I did work with a community garden for a short time in Germantown. And you know, what I found about all of the community gardens is that it takes a, uh, a you know, a piece of space uh, empty lot throughout the city. And it allows for, you know, 40 to 50 families or homes, to, households to be able to come grow food for themselves in a community of thousands. Um, and so it can also, while they are great for people to have a place to grow and to learn, I take an approach that I want everyone to be able to have access. So with us taking these lots and, and turning them into businesses um, where people all are welcome, everybody can feel like they have access to the space, will accept SNAP benefits, you know, all of these things and make sure that no one is marginalized or and excluded. Mm -hmm. And it, it definitely gives a broad range of people that can take, you know, have partake from the foods that we're offered. Um, community gardens serve a purpose, and my model is just different from theirs. Understood. No, thanks for sharing. So when I think of a farm, I think of not only crops, but animals. Now, are you going to have any chickens or pigs? I don't know about pigs, but you gonna have any <laughs> other animals in, in your farm? So I will tell you these that the the main farm, the largest one, which is in Elkins Park, that farm, the goal is to have. Uh, 
goats and chickens on the property. And because it, we are building a biodiverse environment, um, we, don't, we don't monocrop, which means we don't focus on cash crops. We do create a, a whole bio environment that supports itself. And animals are a part of that. Animals are a part of being a regenerative farm. Animals are a part of being an organic farm and we are both. And so it's important to me uh, that we get to our, our stage and I'm praying next year, I would love to see a goat on my property. <laughs> Um, because goats are just these amazing animals that also help to take care of all the weeds and mm -hmm. chickens will not only provide eggs for us, but they'll also provide fertilizer uh, that's natural. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That's, that's fantastic. We're getting near the end. I did want to hear more about the tea as well as any favorite recipe you may have in addition to the beets that and we'll start to try, I believe. <laughs> yeah, so um, so my tea company, Viva Leaf Tea, was the first uh, first company I started. And it is what I, what's considered a value-added company. We grow the herbs on our farm or we source them from other local uh, farms where we can have, have an opportunity to speak and know how they're cultivating their, their herbs. And um, we, you know, curate these beautiful blends. And I started doing this just by trial and error, just like mixing things together, seeing if it tasted good, but ensuring that it had the, it hit on the, the health disparities that I wanted to try to decrease. Um, so I have teas that range from pain management to just stress, stress relief and anti-anxiety. I need um, that. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> um, we also have Clarity and Focus Tea, which is our, our mint that is filled with just these beautiful notes of peppermint, chocolate mint, and orange mint, and the list goes on. And I'm just educating people on how to use alternative, you know, medicine. And, but in a sense that it's just about eating things that come from the earth. Let's just go back to the land and, and trust that we can get a lot of what we need directly from it. Wow. How about a recipe? Um, so for the, for which part? I'll give you two. <laughs> I'll Thank give you. Two. So I have um, beets. I'm going to say both for beets. I have this amazing recipe that I'm working on. I actually am drinking it right now. It's a tea. This is beet mm -hmm. in here. Um, they give you this beautiful color and beets are roasted. You can do a really roast Beets and sweet potatoes are delicious together. So I would say try those roasted with some olive oil, salt, pepper, and garlic powder, uh, or even some fresh garlic. And then for a beverage, I'm working on uh, a beet and basil drink. And that's what I'm drinking right now. I have not released it yet, but this is something that I want to give to the community. It's something that's tasty, but also really, really great for you, uh, especially since we have issues with, with diabetes and, our, and issues with heart disease. This beverage is definitely the one for us. Wow. So I can see the combination of your past experience in, in healthcare and nutrition and then how you're adding on this this farming, this this is fantastic. You, you shared a little bit about, I guess I would call it the short term of what you're seeking to do in the next couple of years. Could you share with us as we conclude the long term, where you might be with this project and say your biggest imagination? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's all about urban agriculture expanding across metropolitans. That's what I focus on. Um, the major metropolitans in throughout our nation need to know, need to have a sustainable 
model, business model that works because we do need to understand that farming is a business and it's a way for us to strengthen our communities and strengthen our economy, especially the black economy. Um, very different for what it, what it has been used for in the past. And so it's time for us to show up and the way that we're showing up, the way that Farmer John is doing that is, you know, we are creating uh, the proof, the proof of concepts uh, that we can prove it works here in Philadelphia, the fifth largest metro. And then if we can, you know, prove that, then we can, of course, prove that it can work in any major metropolitan. And we plan to expand. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to just stay in the city. We're definitely going to take our redefining the corner store concept and continue to multiply them in um, communities where we know they could use it, but also where they need it. Wow, I can't thank you enough. I'm so glad that the heart of your start is in my district, Elkins Park and Northwest Philadelphia. I don't think I'll take any credit for any of that, but <laughs> I'm so glad that you're in the district and that we have found a place for you and you have found a place in the district to get started. Please be in touch with me in my office so that we can uh, support what you're doing. I do believe I may have one or two potential farmers in my district office. I know that Representative Napoleon Nelson has indicated he's a CSA member. Yes. I don't know if he's a farmer or not, but he is. A, that <laughs> Anybody <qualifies>. can farm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And my good friend, uh, Senator Shreve Street, has shared about his family history in farming. So for those of who, who are still following us, you too can participate in this program. It's for individuals from all walks of life, all income levels. All you need to do is show interest and you too can learn how to be a farmer. And not just that, eat healthy food, organically, locally grown, which can keep you on this planet a little longer. Ms. Barfield, do you have any concluding comments before we uh, finish up? I will say agriculture is the culture and we're gonna teach you how to live that each and every day. Thank you. Thank you so much again, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode of Ask Art and please stay tuned for our next episode. As always, you can find everything at SenatorHaywood.com. Thank you.